This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Congress launches an investigation into the White House's handling of Rob Porter. President Trump is standing by his chief of staff, but for how long? And Trump's personal lawyer makes a stunning admission about a porn star. This is State of America Tonight. There is something wrong at a White House that allows someone like this to deliver classified information directly to the President of the United States. Rob Porter no longer works at the White House. I think the White House could have handled this better. Will the Oversight Committee be launching an investigation into this? We did last night. Talks about replacing General John Kelly now heating up. No one can impugn his military record, but he damn sure is a bad chief of staff. Michael Cohen says he paid $130,000 out of his own pocket to porn star Stormy Daniels. And it's not usual for an attorney like that to pay someone out of their own pocket. Everyone, I'm Frederica Whitfield, live in New York. This is State of America Tonight. It's shaping out to be a, quite an infrastructure week at the White House, or what was supposed to be infrastructure week. Those plans have been knocked out of the spotlight as the fallout grows over Rob Porter, the former Trump aide accused of domestic abuse. Moments ago, Vice President Mike Pence acknowledged some mistakes were made. I think the White House could have handled this better. And I still feel that way. Uh, that being said, uh, any more counsel I have on this, I'll, I'll share with the President of the United States. The Republican chairman of the House Oversight Committee says he wants answers. What I want to know from Chris Ray is, what with specificity did you learn, when did you learn it, and with whom did you share it, and when did you share it? Will the Oversight Committee be launching an investigation into this? Uh, we did last night. News of this congressional probe comes as the White House shifts blame on Porter's security clearance after the head of the FBI publicly contradicted the timeline. Listen to what can only be described as an evolution on the part of the Trump administration. We let the process play out. It was ongoing, hadn't been completed. The FBI and uh, other intelligence communities, they make that determination. That's not something that's decided by the White House. The FBI submitted uh, a partial report on the investigation in question uh, in March, uh, and then a completed background investigation in late July, that is soon thereafter we received requests for follow-up uh, inquiry, uh, and we did the follow-up uh, and provided that information in November, uh, and then we administratively closed the file in January. So who's telling the truth here? Both. As I said, uh, the FBI portion was closed. The White House Personnel Security Office, uh, who is the one that makes a recommendation for adjudication, had not finished their process and therefore not made a recommendation to the White House. All right, what a difference a day and the FBI director make. 
Uh, but one U.S. official tells CNN that the Personnel Security Office does not make decisions on security clearance. We should also note that Chief of Staff John Kelly and White House Counsel Don McGahn were both aware of some of the issues surrounding Porter. And for Kelly, speculation is growing about how much longer President Trump will be his boss. But sources tell CNN that Trump himself is knocking down those rumors, telling aides that he loves Kelly. One of the men rumored to be a possible Kelly replacement, Republican, Republican Congressman Kevin McCarthy, who is also pushing back. I have not spoken to the president about anything about a job, and I never have. And there is no job opening. And there's a stunning development in a different White House controversy now. Michael Cohen, Trump's personal lawyer, now says he personally paid $130,000 to porn star Stormy Daniels, who allegedly had a sexual encounter with Trump a decade ago. Cohen says neither the Trump campaign nor the Trump organization was aware or involved in that transaction. And Cohen added that he has not been reimbursed. But one former prosecutor says the story still raises some red flags. It's completely unheard of um, to make such a $130,000 payment. Now, of course, we don't have all of the facts in the case. Maybe Michael Cohen had some reason to pay Stormy Daniels $130,000. But um, certainly it looks like a contribution being made on the president's behalf. Cohen, who has repeatedly denied any encounter took place between Trump and Daniels, offered CNN this explanation for why he made the payment, saying, quote, just because something isn't true doesn't mean that it can't cause you harm or damage. I will always protect Mr. Trump. All right, let's bring in CNN White House reporter Caitlin Collins. So, Caitlin, sources say that the president is expressing confidence in his chief of staff. Uh, so why are we hearing so much about these rumors of replacements. Well, there are several reasons why, but yes, the president is expressing confidence in him. He was in conversations with several aides and allies last night, and he expressed great confidence in John Kelly, saying he loves General Kelly and questioning where these rumors that he's, in, he's about to replace John Kelly are coming from. And though, of course, the speculation on John Kelly leaving the White House is because of three things. One is that White House aides are very unhappy with the way that John Kelly has handled the fallout from the Rob Porter scandal. A lot of the blame which they're shouldering with John Kelly. Secondly, this is, of course, coming from people who smell blood in the water. They want John Kelly out of the White House because they feel like he's restricted their access to the president. So they're more than happy to fuel these rumors that John Kelly is on his way out the door. But lastly, it's also because, in part, because of the president, because this is someone who periodically quizzes people to see what they think of potential replacements for the chief of staff position, including Gary Cohn. We've also heard the director of the Office of Management and Budget, Mick Mulvaney. So the president does, in part, contribute to these rumors about his chief of staff's departure happening anytime soon. But right now, we are told by White House officials today on the record that the president does have confidence in his chief of staff. But, Fred, I have to note that that comes after some wavering last night from White House officials who would not go on the record to say that the pre president had confidence in John Kelly at that time. But now they are certainly saying that he does. All right, Caitlin Collins, thank you so much from the White House. Appreciate it. So can John Kelly survive the fallout from the Rob Porter scandal? That's the question we'll be asking our panel when we come right back.
All right. It seems each day brings more questions and fewer answers about Rob Porter's time at the White House. In fact, the biggest question at this point may be whether White House Chief of Staff John Kelly can survive this scandal. There's a lot to discuss here. Let's get straight to our panel right now. Joining me, Tara Setmeyer, CNN political commentator and a former Republican communications director on Capitol Hill. Steve Rogers on the advisory board to Donald Trump's presidential reelection campaign. Jake McAbee, a former Obama administration official and policy advisor for Hillary Clinton's campaign and CNN political analyst Patrick Healy. He's also a New York Times editor. Good to see all of you. Welcome to the table. Oh, my gosh. Lots to keep up with here. So, Tara, you first. How does John Kelly overcome the images, especially when you see these pictures of him with Rob Porter, with um, uh, uh, Jared Kushner, both of whom do not have full security clearance? How does he overcome the images of real damage to his credibility, to trust, etc.? Yeah, this is uh, the worst yet. This isn't the first incident, unfortunately, for General Kelly in this capacity. And and just to say he did serve honorably in the Marines. But this job has certainly um, given his credibility somewhat of a hit. And that's unfortunate. But it's it's in his own making um, comments that he made even during the um, uh, other controversies in the past where he's seemed to take Donald Trump's side on things where people thought that he would bring some. Um, balance to this to this uh, White House. He may have done that in process with personnel, which is what everyone said, right? But now here we see that even in that case, he has not done what he is supposed to do. That when you have someone that doesn't have a security clearance for this long, and as many people in this White House that do not have security clearances, and then you find out that this person is a, a domestic abuser, a serial domestic abuser, and you still don't do anything about it, and then you come out once it's revealed that uh, you can't get the story straight, you, you say, we did everything right. Um, it hurts him. And, and I think because they, they didn't have anyone to replace him is why he hasn't been replaced yet. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult for him to survive. And from this. all people, Steve, someone who was in Homeland Security, someone with his military background and this perception that he would be so loose about being concerned about security and clearances. While the vice president came out earlier today and said, you know, he looks forward to working with John Kelly for years. How does John Kelly get past that? There's one word you used a couple of times, and I'll get to that in a minute. It's the word perception. Uh, John Kelly is very capable. He, he certainly, without any doubt in my mind, has a lot of public support for him. His past, as uh, uh, my fine colleague said here, is stellar. Uh, he is very competent. He's loyal. He's doing a great job. Now, let's talk about that word perception. And, and, and I know this may be open for debate, but my concern is that we've become a country that has allowed whether it be the media, whether it be the GOP, whether it be... All right, uh, let me hold your the, thought real quick, yeah. because we've got Donald Trump, who just apparently commented from the White House. Let's yeah. listen in. To domestic violence, and everybody here knows that. I am totally opposed to domestic violence of any kind. Everyone knows that, and it almost wouldn't even have to be said. So now you hear it. But you all know it. Thank you all very much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, President. Thank you. All right. The president there saying, you know, it doesn't need to be said. However, there is this cacophony of the president's got to say something directly about domestic violence. Was this enough? Yeah, a it, week later, it, it, yeah, might yeah. I add. Well, well uh, believe me, it was enough, all right, uh, yeah? at this point. Yeah, I think so. But I want to get back to the point I was making. It's very important. Yeah. 
We've become a country that has allowed the media, the GOP, the, the, the Democrats, politicians to become the judge, the jury and the executioner on anyone who's accused of something. I give credit to these women. They came forward. I hope that because they came forward, they will empower other women to come forward. Except the FBI raised the flag looking at security but that, but that's not accurate, though. They it, didn't come it was enough. It was enough for the FBI to hesitate. It was enough for the FBI to say, wait a minute, there's something else we, to not get forward. Fred, we go back to the point. We, we have to get facts Facts, facts. Uh, everything hasn't been adjudicated yet. Not, not what, just in this particular. What do you mean by that? Would you, would you concede, though, that that one of your guys, John Kelly, in the White House, had information that was coming from the FBI that said there are allegations. And who proved that? That, there, that? that there are allegations the that proof? are keeping us. So you're doubting the FBI? No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. Where's the proof that he had that information? That is still being well, there discussed. Were, there were, the there were discussions. There were direct interviews from these two ex-wives. Yeah. That that's the FBI not enough? got it. No, that's enough that the FBI got it. The question is, the FBI, who did they pass it off to at the White House? I understand there was a security uh, mechanism mm. there. Now, did that, at that point, did they pass it off to John Kelly? We don't know. Here's okay. the reality, though. If you're at the White House and the FBI passes you information saying that one of your, that the, that the staff secretary uh, has been abusing his ex-wives and that they are, there are credible allegations of this, you don't walk with that information. You run. You run to your higher up, and they run to their higher up until the chief of staff has it, until the top people have it. And so it's it's not credible to say that well they couldn't possibly have known. They've had shifting explanations. Wait, wait, wait! You just confirmed I mean, what I said. We don't their, know if they ran. But Representative Trey Gowdy said asking. earlier today. He said with that information alone, this person should not be in the White House. That's right. At that point, removal. Because it sounds like yes, you're yes, to yes the I agree. FBI. Did they, they run? Did as my colleagues said, did whoever have that run to John Kelly? You know, did they and you think John Kelly wouldn't have known about maybe, this? Maybe, How could maybe he be not. So you're me, but we know. know that he did know about it, and we know That's that right. the decision that was made by the White House was to continue, essentially, to outsource this to the FBI rather than to go to their guy, their ally, John, you know, Rob Porter, and and get into this. And the White House and, counsel knew one of the right. one of the girlfriends who was abused by him also, also made a phone call. That's right, made a, made contact. But Don McGahn knew as recent as March of last year. So it, it strains credulity to think that the White House chief of staff, whose primary job is to manage the staff, would not know that one of the highest uh, level people in the inner circle of of the president's office. Uh, doesn't have a security clearance for that long, and and they were flagged by the FBI. I just, I just don't believe that. So either John Kelly was derelict in his duty as chief of staff, or he was naive, or the White House isn't functioning properly. None of which are a good reflection of the of the president. So, so, so Jake, the vice president standing behind John Kelly, uh, the president has now spoken out at least on domestic violence. This is the manner in which he did it, and he said, you know, it goes without saying that, of course, you know, it should be condemned, but the. The president still has to, right, directly address, is John Kelly staying or going? I mean, reportedly, he's still behind John Kelly, uh, but there are White House staffers who are saying, we're confused about what's going on. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders herself said she doesn't have, she hasn't always read in. Is it the case that the White House, you know, people don't have all the facts? They can't quite make decisions based on that? (laughs) Well, President Trump certainly needs to, uh, needs to go through not just whether John Kelly is staying or going, but what they knew at every point um, of this conversation, 
you've seen, over the last few days, you've seen a series of stories come out of the White House. Nobody there seems to be able to get their stories straight. You've had people say that John who's, Kelly... Who's, who's, who's bringing these stories? I hear constantly, sources, sources, sources. I've been a police officer for 38 years. You've got 38 years. 38 years I'm a law enforcement officer, and you know what I hear from the press all the time? Sources, sources. Just give me a name. You talk about perception. You talk about perception. Give me a name. Sarah Sanders has been getting out of the Sanders has been changing the story right. from the podium of the White House. And, you, and given your experience day. in Washington, you know how it works in that there are people, whether it's working in the office of a uh, congressional leader or even in the White House, at the risk of perhaps losing their job, they are uh, revealing information. And then you corroborate with another source, another source, yeah. another source, etc. The fact of the matter is, is that many times, many, many times in my experience, there were no sources. There were none. Oh, it was and, it and, no, no. Look, please let me finish. All right. I know you'll always have an answer. Well, all right. But I'm trying to share with you from truth. my experience. The fact of the matter is, is that when we hear sources, especially with something this important, at least for the sake of these victims. OK, let's hear from the sources. Stand up. Get your sources in front of a camera and let them tell us the truth. I have not heard and on one what matter. Are we talking about so specifically talking now? Because Sarah Sanders talking about three times. times. Oh, in this particular case. OK, with these women. I think the pictures are enough evidence. Okay, I, I, I think they're okay, and they're, their their no. point of view, their testimony, their interviews, their opinion very pieces. Credible. Okay, and then what's the other portion my, my, that you're saying? The, there the other portion I'm saying on. is is that the the uh, statement is made that there are White House staffers saying that they're in a state of confusion over John Kelly. All right. They're in a state of confusion over what's going on in the White House. Sarah Sanders well, me, can't say from the podium that she has the details because she hasn't been read she in she about hasn't what the it. timeline is. All right. She's telling the truth. But no when we talk about sources, you're not going to give me a name. You don't want to tell the American people the details of who knew what when when there's, have, when there's direct contradictory evidence that John Kelly facts. did not take 40 minutes. That's right. You don't want to hear it, do you? Source? You don't want to hear facts. You don't want to hear me tell you or ask you, please give me a name of Steve, one source. Steve, you know as well as I do that it's the easiest thing in the world to hide behind to say, oh, it's anonymous sources, we're not going to believe that. But when President Obama and the Obama administration was getting hit on Too Fast, Too Furious, a lot of that was because of sources that were in the reporting. The Republicans <laughs> love to, and, like, champion and, from and, the rooftops. Look, it's like, oh, yes, you know what? this is how I, we I'll have agree accountability with you. On government. both sides, okay? I'll agree with you. But on this case, uh, all I'm hearing is White House sources, just bring the names forward. But Let's deal with it. that's not completely true. John Kelly said that within 40 minutes, he was out of there. But then the next day, Sarah Sanders arranged an off-the-record uh, opportunity for Rob Porter to defend himself after the, uh, the black eye photographs came out. And when Rob Porter said that he was told, it was reported that he was said that he wasn't told to quit, he wasn't told to resign, he was told to fight for his job. That seems awfully consistent. And then that in contrast with the timeline from the FBI director. That's correct. Well, let's so hold it right here. We've got so much more yet to talk about with this same amazing, illustrious panel. Coming up, uh, President Trump's personal lawyer says he paid money out of his own pocket to a porn star who allegedly had an encounter with Donald Trump a dozen years ago. This panel returns next on that. Do you have a non-disclosure agreement? Do I? You can't say whether you have a non-disclosure agreement, but if you didn't have a non-disclosure agreement, you most certainly could say, I don't have a non-disclosure agreement. Yes? 
You're so smart, Jimmy. Thank you very much. Okay. Is any of that true? Define true. <laughs> Former porn star uh, Stormy Daniels there speaking to ABC's Jimmy Kimmel and being as evasive as ever about her alleged encounter with President Trump uh, when he was just businessman Trump. Uh, but Mr. Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, is now weighing in, saying he paid Daniels $130,000 out of his own pocket just before the 2016 election. Let's see what our panel uh, thinks about all of this. All right, welcome back. So we've got a volume of everything except for infrastructure, uh, tax, and even immigration details coming out of the White House. But we will hear from this attorney, Gary Cohen, who says he personally paid out of his pocket $130,000, uh, Patrick. So who believes this? Right. It was Michael Cohen from the Trump Organization, you know, who, who came forward finally, even after denials, you know, over the last month that the story was even true, uh, that Stormy Daniels and President Trump had ever maybe had and no kind of encounter, no money sort of changed hands. I mean, and now you're having the Trump Organization coming forward and saying, we put this money, you know, apparently in, in this woman's pocket, I, obviously to try to, to shut her up right before the election. But it all goes, I mean, the, the real is, you know, the buck stops ultimately with Donald Trump. I mean, in terms of his treatment of women, how he behaved with women while he was married, while he was single, and then his decision making around settlements and payoffs, basically to silence women or to just get up and call them liars or to tweet out and sort of suggest that, you know, the, it's, it's really the, the, the sort of protection of men and their careers that are the things that we need to talk about. I mean, that's where the focus of this ultimately needs hmm. to be. As for the people around President Trump, I mean, the willingness to pay, you know, Stormy Daniels off right before the election is, I mean, it's a stunner. One month that before any the other election, candidate, it would be just such a huge story. So, Steve, what would compel Gary Cohen to say this or make this admission, especially after, for a very long time, he was trying to help it go away by saying, no, there's no correlation between Stormy Daniels and the transition, the campaign, uh, Donald Trump, period. So now why fall on the sword? I paid for this. All right. I will answer the question, but you articulated something that I was going to say. Oh, what? Yes. And this is what you did. <laughs> why me, right? <laughs> I get around a lot. I speak to people as you do, and I've made some speeches when all this stuff started to break. And I've got to tell you, during the question and answer periods, no questions about these issues. The American people are concerned about their economics, their taxes, their livelihood, their health care. So issues like this, this is not a, a, a big deal to them because this is how Well, it, this rises to the top because oh, of Gary Cohen. We weren't talking, we talking about all the president's men until after Nixon yeah, but resigned. The fact, okay? I, I, mean, I want to answer Fre Frederick's question. But the fact of the matter is, look. Guys, I got to tell you, you got on the streets. People are concerned about their quality of life. But let's get back. Okay, to but my Mike question Cohen. was, what would compel him to okay. say, "I'm the well, one who I, paid well, for this"? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I I know Mike. I've talked to him. Nice guy, great guy, humble guy, loyal to the president. I don't know. I can't answer that question. What motivated him to do that now? Mm -hmm. But he came forward. He was truthful with what he said, mm -hmm. and it is what it is. But I'm going to get back to. <laughs> I know you're smiling, and you're, I know the is. incoming fire is coming. Take a guess. I'm listening to Tara's exasperation. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me clear this up. What compelled him to do it now is that there was a lawsuit and the uh, by Common Cause, and so there was a question about whether there was a misappropriation of uh, election funds. Mm -hmm. So that's why he had to come out and say something in order. To, it was a legal a legal reason that compelled him to do it. That's number one. Number two. Um, 
This isn't the first time. He didn't just, he set up a shell company in Delaware to make the transaction to Stormy Daniels' lawyer into a trust in order to pay her. So there was was an effort to kind of obfuscate how this money was being paid. Mm -hmm. And this was not the first time. They also paid off a Playboy playmate Mm -hmm. who also allegedly had an affair with Trump earlier that summer, who had the same lawyer as Stormy Daniels. So there's something going on. And this also yeah. happened at a time when they thought she was going to talk to other talk radio uh, morning shows mm-hmm. after the Access Hollywood tape came mm-hmm. out. So the timing of all of this is very, very curious. Yes. And Mike, so Michael Cohen is falling on the sword to protect Trump. And the American people should care, because how so, deplorable do you have to be before the American people really care? Really quick, Jake, in like five <laughs> to ten seconds there. I'll talk fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you see this? I mean... You know, uh, Cohen says there is no there has been no reimbursement. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's it is it just is a it is a reminder that the people in this administration and around this president are incapable of telling the truth. He spent all this time saying all this is nonsense. It's rumors. It's garbage. None of it happened. And then a lawsuit comes up and he says, oh, you mean this money? Oh, that's my money. Here it is. It doesn't make any sense. And the idea just take a look at how quickly we have shifted to. Well, does it really matter if Donald Trump paid off a porn star when he, that he was having an affair with right. well, uh, after Melania gave birth? It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, you all make I me laugh. Here, I'm bringing my Captain America It's ship. still very <laughs> serious stuff. All right, thanks so much, everyone. I appreciate it. And thanks so much for being uh, with me. I'm Frederica Whitfield. And this is State of America Tonight. We'll see you again tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.